We are the ink to the page, Japan land the punch. On a mana pia boom pal, we got the stuff. We know they got story, been new, they got hard complex narratives and black carries. Tell me where they see us. Where I see us, where where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me where they read us, not they wanna be us. At the damn cage, like a nigga from Georgia, insane and after brain and lacking in origin. At the flashbacks and shots to the system, downloading new issues and sitting for a listen. Where I see us, where I see us, they wanna be us. But tell me where they read us, now they wanna be us. They wanna be us. They, they, they wanna hey. be us. Where I see us. Where, hey, where, where I see us. Where I see where us. All the black where, where I see us. Where I see us. Where I see Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I uh, have been uh, been thinking about uh loki really with all of my mental energy i've been i had a dream you did i did i did it was good um but i was really confused because i kept waking up and then falling asleep and then going back into it i was like you can't change the channel on that (laughs) i'm trying to i'm trying to dream about like Sleeping or something. Something. Something better. How are you, though? You're doing good? I'm doing good. I'm still in my pajamas as we're recording this. So, you know, it's a slow... (laughs) 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 And it's raining. I don't know if you can hear the rain falling because I'm sitting right next to a window. I cannot. Oh, good. Well, it's raining. Yeah, but I guess I should say, welcome back to another episode of Where I See Me, the podcast where we look at comics and media, with lots of questions in mind, mainly, where the hell are the black and brown people? And so I'm Jamie. And I am Marcellus. And we just want to, I guess we should just start by saying the TVA did not want this episode to happen. They corrupted our other file. So we are having to re-record this episode. Not that you guys would really know that, but... They didn't want us to be great. <laughs> they did not. So sad. Honestly, we were getting whole, too close to the truth. Was, the whole time was like, it, the episode was corrupted. I was like, I had heat exhaustion. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a mess. It really was. But we're back. And you know what? Luckily, what we're talking about, like, I am excited enough about it. And it's still like in the progress. You know, it's still being worked out, you know, as this episode airs. the We're three episodes into the Disney series Loki. And so it's still, like, it's still holding my interest. And I think I still want to talk more about it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess for those of you who follow us and are not aware of who Loki is, um, Loki is the brother of Thor. Um, the god of mischief, and as in Asgard, I was about to say Asgardian mythology, but it's not, it's Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, in Norse mythology, right, that Disney Marvel has appropriated for the purposes of the comics and the movies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but the series loosely follows, not loosely, it does follow him and the events of. Um, after oh end game after in, uh, Avengers end game end game right where they have to go back in time and 
gather the infinity stones from different points in time and they botch one of the jobs where it's going back to the first Avengers movie where they capture Loki and the Tesseract and something happened. Well, the Hulk kind of like messes that up for them because he had to take the stairs and was upset about it. Um, the, the past Hulk, the past Hulk. Yes. <laughs> he was very, very upset that he had to take the stairs and was screaming and yelling about it. And in doing so, ends up hitting... I think that was Tony Stark who had yeah, taken the briefcase. Yeah, it was Tony Stark with the little, little, little silver briefcase with the Tesseract. Yes, yes. And the Tesseract falls out. Loki, it like falls by Loki's feet and he like disappears, right? And so in game, we're kind of like, okay, what's going to happen? He just disappears. You know, the movie progresses. But now we're getting the series um, the, following these events. Um and apparently he was apprehended by the TVA, the Time Variant Authority. Um, and so that's pretty much what the series so far has has been about. I've watched all three episodes. I know you've watched all three episodes as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Have you watched them multiple times? Um, I so I haven't watched them multiple times yet, but it feels like I have. Because every time mm. one would come out, I would go... Ah, I see. And then go on a deep dive and listen to like <laughs> three or four different opinions <laughs> and like look up my own um, little bit of research uh, just to make sure I, I fully understand what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I and like as as our listeners know, you are the more the comic aficionado and and this duo and I'm just someone who really enjoys the movies. Um, so I don't, you know, I didn't know what the TVA was before. I um, didn't, but you kind of were explaining it to me. Um, and you were saying, I remember you saying something about like they had like a 34 comic run on just the TVA. Well, the, it's, um, it's not like there was a specific run. It's more like they've come up 34 37 times throughout the course of just marvel's publication history ah okay Um, which is not a lot by you know comparison to to a lot of other uh it's like a blink of an eye they don't they only really get brought in whenever marvel's like ah we could we could use this or this might be interesting like when they've gotten in a story sticky situation with their storytelling like how do we get around this? oh yeah Let's just reset it. <laughs> How do we explain changing all of oh, Okay, the TVA. The TVA. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of like the point um, that, you know, when, so Loki is apprehended by the TVA, by uh, Hunter B-15, which is played by Wunmi Masaku, who was Ruby in Lovecraft Country. And he's like, I've never heard of you all. And she's like, you, you haven't need, or it was either him, either her or Mobius said to needed to know about us until now when you of course have broken the time laws apparently (laughs) (laughs) um but i you know i've i'm really interested in this series because it deals with time and i of course really really am fascinated by time works and how and mostly like our perception of it um and all of the possibilities within time um but there's also these other things about that come up, I think, in the first episode, like about free will and, you know, all of these, um, I guess, more moral things. It just seems kind of like, you know, like WandaVision was 
how, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of setting us up for us to realize that Wanda Maximoff, well, people who read the comics already knew this, but Wanda Maximoff is like this, she's not a threat, but she is kind of a threat. She's, she's powerful. Well, cause I, I think um, it's like, when we, I think something that's kind of hard to fully get into with the, the movies now that we have people who are on like cosmic levels of power or like there's mm-hmm. these big uh, otherworldly storylines is um, really I think the biggest thing um, Marvel ever did for themselves in terms of being able to scale powers was having mutants around because mm. um, you have people like Charles Xavier from the X-Men classifying how powerful people were mm-hmm. um, by being able to be like I know how what your abilities could do and all, all that the the sort of uh, uh, something they what, what's it called I think that the most powerful, I think we might have talked about it too in a separate conversation, talking about like an Omega level mm-hmm. um, character. I think I had asked you if, if uh, uh, Wanda was an Omega level mutant. I, she she technically would be classified as one because she's definitely that powerful. But I mean, the movies make it, she's born with her powers, mm-hmm. but we don't have any mutants in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet. Bored with her powers in the movies. Um, I, well, I, the, okay, so I guess well, first of all, spoilers. I guess <laughs> if, 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 if someone hasn't already, you know, gotten this far and assumed there wouldn't be spoilers. Um, but the end of WandaVision, or closer to the end of WandaVision, we get this look of, uh, you know, Wanda was born with her witchiness prior to uh prior to any experimentation i feel like i missed i feel like i missed that or maybe we're talking about the same thing but we interpreted it different because i'm thinking about the scene where the bomb yeah comes into their house like comes into their house that makes it sound so gentle <laughs> it, it knocks on the door <laughs> <laughs> the bomb you know is launched into their house and wanda and her brother Pietro are safe because Wanda's like reciting this thing over and over, not realizing that she's in reciting like an incantation um, or that she has that ability. And so it made me think like, was she born with these abilities or did they come, were they triggered by a traumatic event? Like they always say in X-Men, right? That mutant exactly. capabilities come like that, uh, which I guess it's the same as saying they're born with it. We're just saying the same thing, but differently. Yeah, no, because you're you're totally right. They're just not identifying the 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 trigger event. I mm. think as as being like a the mutant gene. But honestly, Wanda could be could be that could be our our first little glimpse at an actual um, mutant in the MCU. I mean, I I want that. I really I really want the crossover. But I know there's a lot of bureaucracy around. Um, that crossing over. Oh, I but, think we're gonna we're gonna get it with with this Loki series being multiple universes. And, mm, um, mm-hmm. That that whole setup from WandaVision to uh, Doctor Strange's movie that'll mm-hmm. be coming out um, the next. I mean, they're kind of hinted at it in the first episode of Loki when you have. Um, so I guess to kind of recap the episode, we watched all three episodes. We're going to just loosely talk about <laughs> all three episodes. We're not going to do a play-by-play. But 
you know, he's a, he's Loki's apprehended. He's taken to the time variance authority uh, facility and dropped down in like all these different levels, which I kind of equated to like different levels of hell. Cause I'm like, <laughs> it just, you know, people, people, and I've been, you know, following different TikTok people and like reading different things. And a lot of people were like, yeah, the TVA is evil. Like they, they're like, we kind of pulled that up from the beginning because look how oppressive this place is, <laughs> right? Like it's extremely oppressive. And I'm thinking back to that boy. So there was a boy who was apprehended. He's not a boy, but like he's a, he seemed boyish because he was like, my dad works for Goldman Sachs, right? Like the guy who's being like also apprehended. My father will sue. Yes, exactly. It's like, baby, we're not even in the same dimension anymore. Like, good luck with that. Um, but like when they had to go through this like DMVS rope system to like take a ticket and there was only two of them in the room and the little boy from Goldman Sachs daddy or whatever was like, no, I'm not taking it. Screw you guys. And then he gets to the end of the rope and the guy, the little, the military man, the minute man is like, where's your ticket? Ticket. He's like, I don't have a ticket. I tried to get a ticket, you know, just lying because it's like, sweetie, we just saw you. And he just gets disintegrated because the man was like, I'm only, it's, it was literally like the minute man was in their protocol was like, to ask him three times for his ticket. If he doesn't produce it, then I can disintegrate him. Like that's to <laughs> me what it, seemed, what it seemed like, right? Because it was just kind of very unemotional, nothing. Like there's no cooperation. It's just like, Oh, you have a ticket? Disintegration. Bloop. Uh, basically, you get blooped out of existence. Um, but yeah, that place is it's interesting. It's so interesting. And the little promo video with Miss Minutes. Oh, describing Miss Minutes. I, I like Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes, played by uh Tara Strong or voiced by Tara Strong. Um <laughs> They kind of hint to the multitude, the multiverse of madness. Um, yeah, with that little like safety training video trying mm -hmm. to explain what the uh, what the TVA and the uh, the sacred timeline is <laughs> and all that stuff. Right, and I, I love that she has a southern accent. I'm like, why? I associate southern accent accent positive things about a southern accent with like hospitality and like kindness. I think. Or like it makes you feel comfortable, even though you're not in a comfortable situation. Maybe I don't know. I just know. like the idea that at the somewhere near the end of time, uh, the South is still present. Hey, okay, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Because the British uh, always seem to have occupation of space. Hmm. Like every robot's always like a. a it's. It's a British accent, yeah. Mm -hmm. That they are kind of the authority, which is yeah, because a British a British accent is is seen as the authority, and that of course we've we've talked about this before, being tied to their colonial power and how they basically just couldn't stay at home. Um, <laughs> they had to be everywhere and, and bothering everybody. Um, but you know, Miss Minutes and like that that training video you know that they we get introduced keepers who are like these three uh what loki called space wizards lizards or something who are busy trying to like unravel time so that it or something of that nature and 
basically the job of the TVA is to anytime someone steps off their path. So you have the sacred timeline. Anytime someone steps off their path, it creates a branch or a nexus event. And that person becomes a variant and they are they need to be apprehended because their actions, and it could be something very small, like you missed the bus for work or you were late to work that day. And that kind of just, or you could be like Loki where you take a tesseract and you disappear when you're supposed to be arrested and go back to Asgard and be in prison and then eventually be killed by Thanos, right? You know, both both things of equal size, of equal size. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, but, you know, the so the time Varen's Authority sends out these Minutemen or Hunters um, who don't have names. Their names are just like CB20, Hunter 20, the even like the people who work in the office, like their their um, names are like analysts fifteen twenty three. Yeah, which yeah. which honestly, you know what? Considering what we found out in episode three about all of the people who work at the TVA, um, it makes sense. They just gave them like your title and your number. That's now your new name. Yeah, it's your classification because because really the only people we the only people with names that we ever encounter so far in these first three episodes are Mobius and Mobius, the Owen Wilson character. Mm-hmm. And then um, Ravana uh, Renslayer. Ravana Renslayer, yeah. And that's those are two people in a little bit higher position, like somewhat higher positions, it mm-hmm. looks like. But out of like what could be thousands upon millions of people. Because that city looks pretty big where they are. In the comics, it's supposed to be infinite mm. wow like the um the 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 drawn depiction of the tva is like floating desks uh that go off forever and ever and everyone looks the same huh it's very uh very matrixy interesting because the movie is doing you know something different everyone there is no doubling there's no like or cloning right like everyone looks different um, people don't know what a fish is. Casey, <laughs> he was he was he was a nice comedic relief when they when they had when um, Wumi Masaka's character was like put this handed him the tesseract to hand it like put in evidence. He was like, "What is it?" And Loki's like, "It's the tesseract." And Casey's just kind of like, "It looks stupid. It looks <laughs> dumb." <laughs> like, oh my goodness. <laughs> This is so fascinating. Like, what is happening? It's very disorient. I was like, if you're Loki in this first episode, it's very disorienting. It, it, the more I think about it, you know what it makes me think of a little bit, seeing him bewildered by everything? What? Um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You know, I've never seen that. It's, it's, I would recommend. I mean, there's the, there's the series, the British series. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the movies. Uh the movie, well, you should check out the movie. It was most deaf. I was going to say, was it most deaf in the movie? Because I do remember the, the like the the trailer for it, but I never watched it. It was like him, um, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Uh, what <laughs> was it? Tim the Toolman Taylor in some kind of space movie, but I can't think. He of was in. Um, you're thinking of Space Quest. Oh, okay. <laughs> or no, Whatever. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy. I think it's Galaxy Quest. I'm like, um, it's like most deaf Martin Freeman. I think 
uh, we're Martin? Sam Rockwell, Martin Freeman, other... or Morgan so. Freeman. No, Martin. Martin. It's a, there's Martin? at least one British actor in it. Who's Martin Freeman? Um, he. I he guess I could a, Google this, huh? He was a. He was in Sherlock Holmes with the. Um, a Bandersnatch a Cumberpatch, what's his name? Oh, I've seen this little man. Yeah, this little this little man. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Black Panther. He was the um Oh that's the, right. He was um the little CIA agent. He had an American accent in that one. He did. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Ooh. Loki Loki looks like he's just he's there so He's trying to use his powers. He's they don't work. Escape, and they got little little time collar on him too, mm-hmm. making mm-hmm. him go back in the uh, back into the same. It's it's such a weird the way they use time as an oppressive like tool is so scary. <laughs> yeah, they really do. Instead of like, it makes me wonder if there is. So you know, like the TVA, they 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 have that authority, right? Like they actually, I feel like they've given themselves that authority because, like, who who appointed this? I mean, you could say the timekeepers, but I mean, I who appointed them? <laughs> if the timekeepers, mm-hmm. um, there's so the history of the timekeepers is really weird because there was a group that came before them called the Time Twisters. <laughs> Uh-uh, I don't like and it. So, uh, I mean, do you want me to get into the... We get into the lore? I mean, you can. It's, it's silly. <laughs> it don't make no sense. Okay. The, the, at the end of the universe, there's this deity that exists. Um, only one... It's... Uh, what's his name? It's the one that remains. Mm-hmm. And he's literally the last thing alive. And he's like, damn existence that was pretty boo-boo let's see if we can make sure that it goes well um let's try that again and he creates these uh these sort of like pre like these beta or these alpha version of the timekeepers called the time twisters Mm -hmm. and they go around twisting time making it i guess interesting and trying to ideally make it better but they just go around um messing stuff up until Thor comes in, uh, I think with I think the help of some of his his little his little posse and goes ah, ah, ah what are you doing, um, and eventually the uh, the the one uh, that remains is like ah, okay let me try again this was boo boo I'm sorry, um, <laughs> and he makes the timekeepers and he makes this sort of uh, and now I go now we're kind of jumping ahead though to something we could talk about like why why the timeline has to be a specific way mm-hmm. um he makes them and he gives them this caveat of you know make sure time is stable i'm gonna you you exist but you only exist because of everything that's happened so far and there's a lot of shit that could you know make it go any which way go go awry because you have people like scarlet witch or like nexus Mm-hmm. Um, beings, yeah, people like Loki who just be touching everything in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but he makes those three space lizards, and they just do whatever they need to do to make sure that they they can stay in power. Okay, 
so the fan the fan theories is that one of the space lizards is Kane the Conqueror, who is, and it's brought up because we know John, like you said, I think, in the episode that disappeared into time and space. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country is brought in. Is, he's been cast to be Kane the, Kane the Conqueror in. I don't know. Is it supposed to be a movie or is it supposed to be a series for? for it's a, a the the next Ant Man the Wasp movie, um, uh, Quantumanium. Okay, so we know that like he's gonna be in there, but we also know because uh, Ravana Renslayer, played by Gugu Mbatha-Ra, um, is a love interest of him in the comics, and she's in the series, and so we're like, so people are kind of speculating that. Oh, her husband, uh, her her boyfriend, it won the time, and that's why she is she's a judge. Um, but and also, I just feel like why would you bring up Gugu Mbatha-Raw to be the judge, and not actually use Gugu Mbatha-Raw? Like that's just <laughs> like you know, they have Wumi, they have Sasha Lane, they have Gugu, and it's like you brought in all these black women. I know y'all gonna use like they're gonna have play some other kind of important role. Right, they're not just there for show, because then you could have got anybody for show. But we'll see what happens um, in regards to that. And so, I guess at the end of the first episode, Loki is just kind of like he has this really has this really fast like character development in quotation marks, where he's <laughs> gone from wanting to be murder someone of murderous intent as. Um, I think Bruce Banner called him in Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> and he's gone from like, you know, me, me, me. I want to be the best. I have to rule everything. I have to cause pain and suffering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. To like, I'm small. And he, I don't think he would say he's insignificant, but realizing that he is in a place where this is the greatest power in the universe he finds a drawer full of infinity stones and the guy, the guy's just like, yeah, we use them as paperweights. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like, yeah. other, there's like artifacts in that desk where it's like the winning ticket to so-and-so a medal from uh, like the world war one. There's like, no, he does not matter in the world. <laughs> so he has like, you know, this whole like kind of, not identity crisis, but he's come. He's he's. I think he's just realizing he has to shift his his way, his mode of operation. That he's going to have to kind of play along with the TVA to get a, like to figure them out more. But he's mm-hmm. instantly skeptical of them, and we see that more in the second episode, um, titled "The Variant," in which him and Mobius become like buddy cop, like. That was probably one of my favorite episodes is him and, and Owen Wilson oh, same. Uh, fig- figuring stuff out and having these really deep conversations about, um, you know, existence and like you, you believe you were exist, you were created by the timekeepers. And he was like, well, who do you, well, who created you? And he was like, oh, a frost giant from Yoheim. And they're both kind of like poking at, oh, <laughs> what you believe is ridiculous. And what I believe is more accurate or what you believe is ridiculous, but you can't believe what I believe 
it's the easiest way for marvel to have like a theological conversation without making anybody mad (laughs) basically yeah that's pretty much what what the conversation serves as um but we find out that like mobius uh wants loki to help him find another loki so another dimensional like another a version of him from another dimension that's like top tier like i guess you would say like the fbi's most wanted list yeah. the tba's yeah. most wanted list <laughs> most wanted list um because this loki this version of loki has been ambushing the minutemen who go and like as they go find different cases they'll go and they'll like try to figure out what happened then reset the timeline but as they get get ready to do that they're ambushed by this loki and their reset charge is taken um and so it's it's interesting because i don't know like you're wondering like why is this loki collected because you first you're thinking like maybe it's like oh some grand scheme to take over the time variance authority but later we find out it's there may be a little bit something else to yeah, it deeper yeah there's a deeper ulterior we i think even the beginning we get the when we're given the premise of all right loki help us catch you Mm-hmm. Um, we're so used to Loki being the inherent, if not the the main villain, the secondary villain mm-hmm. to a larger force um, that's hiding behind, you know, behind behind the big old uh, goat horned uh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, it's like the TVA is not giving the full the full story, or there's like something there's something murky about this. <laughs> yes. There is, and like there's certain files. Like he was asked to look through, do the research, but he only as, had access to like the file, like a file for. Was it was it his file or? It was like the- all of his files to a certain degree. Because he, what he, what did he ask? It was like I would like to, because <laughs> they he's both trying to help uh, find this Loki, but also trying to figure out how to get an audience with the the timekeeper, yes. the timekeepers. Um, and wriggle his way out of any responsibilities. Um, so he asked for the end of time, the beginning of time, <laughs> the timekeepers. Um, and they only give him files pertaining to him and his variants. It's a stack. It's like a mm-hmm. whole, it's like a small stack when there's a library of, of files. Which has to be very frustrating because it's like, I, and also I'm thinking about, you know, you're talking about the TV being murky. It also, you know, Mobius is a higher up official, but I also feel like he, there's a lot he doesn't know. Like he, he, he's not in the know on some things. I agree. Especially with the, um, I think, I think we get in that second episode too, when they're getting closer to um though they i guess loki has like a little hunch that uh right that to be able to find this variant they have to go near um like the little gap of time before an apocalypse where mm-hmm. i guess it's the hardest to find uh little blips in the system little, mm-hmm. uh, those little uh, nexus events no variance energy detected because this over this huge event this huge apocalypse overshadows everything so it's, it makes it very easy for um, this variant Loki to hide, and so when he brings that up, though, uh, uh, 
Owen Wilson's character to uh, Ravana Rensler, um, there's this question of, are you kidding me? I'm not gonna let you go test that out with Loki somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they go to they go to they go to Pompeii, <laughs> but but the uh, when the suggestions brought up, he kind of you know he's not too. He's he still seems to be pretty much you know uh, he's not a rogue can a rogue cop or anything like that he's not mm-hmm. like a loose cannon, but he does ask you know um, in his little own Wilson voice you know have you even met the the timekeepers <laughs> I don't know what they look like, <laughs> like and he I think mean, he it's like the first time we see him sort of take what Loki said and echo it out to another person who might listen. Mm-hmm. Um. And she kind of just doesn't say anything to it. She just kind of gets she a know, nervous. Cause she know, cause she knows the truth. She up there covering for her husband, boyfriend, timekeeper, lizard man. <laughs> you know, she knows. Also, I'm interested in her office with all those items that that are like on display. Yeah. Cause I'm like, hmm, what's that about? But uh, I. But at the end of episode two, when um, the variant Loki bombs the sacred timeline, so this is what the variant Loki had been planning all along was in collecting all of these charges, and it was to bomb the sacred all these Nexus events, uh, which of course throws the TVA into like panic mode. Um, but Ravana grabs like um, the disintegration stick from the shelf, and there's like a helmet, and I was like. She used to, I was, I nearly felt like, oh, she used to be an agent and has maybe somehow worked her way up to a position of um, judge. Judge. Because uh, it's like, it's, it, I don't know, like all of the things that she had on display were interesting. And, and even like Mobius commented on, oh, he was like, why do you get to keep um, the, which I would, the different souvenirs from the different timelines? Or something of that nature, um, but I'm curious about those objects and like if they're they. Marvel's really good about hiding Easter eggs, and if there are any in there. I found one. You did. Um, there's the pe- the pen he makes note of. Uh huh. Um, when he's like, one of your other analysts get it. Um, at first the comment was what I thought was the Easter egg, just because mm-hmm. it sounded like, oh, is there another person who goes around time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> King the Conqueror. Um. Who gave this to you? And she says like another analyst or something, mm-hmm. uh, which I think I do, do think that's a nod to uh, Kane the Conqueror. But the pen, I think I can't remember the exact name it had on it, but it said something Franklin uh, Roosevelt um, High School or something like that, or, or it had Franklin in the name. Uh huh. Um, and. I think it was a Franklin. It so I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a nod to Franklin Richards, um, who you know, son of Reed Richards, and that whole family is like the distant, uh, the, the what's the what's the term the the um, Fantastic Four, the Fantastic Four. But, but I'm thinking of what's uh, I guess the not the ancestors. How would you describe uh, the Celestials? The, for, uh, no, no. Um, I'm just throwing out K- cosmic K- names. King the Conqueror is a descendant of the of the Richards family. Stop it! What? He is. He in the in the comics, at the very least, he's like a scientist from like the 42nd century or something like that, like way into the future, and he goes to the past, um, 
we could have a whole episode about honestly about Kane the Conqueror. <laughs> I'm, he, his first appearance, he goes back to ancient Egypt and uses technology to become like a a, a, a fake god or hero and tries. Wait to a minute, things. okay. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. This sounds like Days of Future. Is it Days of Future Past? Is this is this the same thing? He well, he goes back when. Um, apocalypse is like a baby or a child and tries to adopt him mm-hmm. so he can become powerful and i think uh either the x-men or the fantastic four come in and go what are you doing <laughs> who are you <laughs> why have you done this and they scare him away and he goes back to the future i think um but that to be said there's a lot of weird time stuff on her shelves there's bound to be even more easter eggs or more to be explained about her connection to uh the timekeepers yeah i think so and i think you know i was i was surprised so in episode two we get to see the face of the variant loki because at that it was just kind of like uh possessing people right um and like hopping into their bodies you said Um, she she yes she it's a she (laughs) And of course, her name, is, we find out in episode three, her name is, she goes by Sylvie. She doesn't go by um, Loki anymore. And she can't stand that name for some reason. I'm sure we'll find out later in the series. But Sylvie, of course, is, um, and I think you've explained it to me. I've seen other people um, talk about it online. Is like they think Sylvie is also Enchantress as well which i mm-hmm. get enchant when i think enchantress i'm thinking about dc and that and that's first suicide squad movie oh um, <laughs> yeah uh, but i know well, that's a whole nother whole enchantress nother. was never really a popular character within marvel mm-hmm. um, to be honest like there there's a even even in the scope of what they do with her even with this i think they might have a similar uh kind of situation this time where um Loki creates like the more the the newer rendition of Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Out of, like he takes this person who doesn't have powers and essentially gives her powers and this kind of loose um connection with like being as guardian. Mm-hmm. Uh but she's just she's a person and she gets her powers and doesn't get taught how to use them, you just kind of has to figure it out. Um but eventually, I think she does meet like the true like. Th- there's a goddess who's supposed mm-hmm. to be the enchantress, but we. I don't um, think that's who we're seeing. I think Sylvie is is true is truly this this person with powers. Okay, um, someone mentioned and this they this was on Twitter, but this was back when WandaVision first came out. They mentioned, mm-hmm. um, why do the women in the MCU? Why do their powers? Um, and even with Agatha Harkness a little bit, why do their powers come out as this kind of like um, amorphous uh, smoke? Whereas like Doctor Strange and everyone who studied, studied under the, um, what's, what's Tilda Swinton? Oh, the Sorcerer Supreme. The source, thank you. The Sorcerer Supreme. Theirs are very geometric, controlled, um, specific actions uh, for you to use. Um where and they were kind of making this back and forth with like 
women being this kind of all over the place, ambiguous, not knowing, not even really knowing how to control their powers. And then like the men having like protractors. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a really valid, I mean, it's a valid thing to say. Um, And in the case of Wanda and Sylvie, both of them are untrained. They had, they learned to use their powers on their own. And so, you know, they didn't, like Wanda didn't know about runes in the first and WandaVision, like, Avika had to tell her about that. and But she caught on real quickly at the end yeah, about she what did, this she is. went on a crash course or some sort of, like, hard <laughs> notes. <laughs> went, went on a wiki how really quick. Mm-hmm. And learned to, like, I guess, astro project herself so that she's, like, reading and studying and then also, like, doing other things at the same time. And Sylvie, you know, has this ability to create a reality from someone's memory, which is very similar to Wanda, I feel like. But you know what's wa- crazy? I'm so what? sorry. I no, just, go. You, what's you, crazy? You said it, and I, I was thinking more and more about the end of WandaVision as mm-hmm. we were, um, <laughs> as I was sadly uh, looking at the, the corrupted file for our previous time. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the realization that at the end of WandaVision, when we see see her doing that astral projection. Mm-hmm. Remember the Doctor? Do you see the Doctor Strange movie? I did. When he astral projects, he meditates and he cannot move his physical body. That is true. She is walking around. Mm, Do you know yeah. what that tells me or makes she's, me think? She's much stronger than him. I'm thinking that's a Obviously. different universe. Wait a minute, really? Well, because if she's copping around multiverses, maybe she left. She, you know what? Which would make sense because everybody couldn't stand her at the end. Because, like, I, I mean, she could just be stronger, and they could be just like, you know, comics be changing rules all the time. Uh, but she, hmm, I, I don't know. She could be. She could have hopped dimensions because, which. If she's a nexus being, there's another version of herself. What if there was? Oh, because you can okay. only the the weird thing about the like oh, the way they control nexus beings in comics is that you can't exist in the same universe as another uh, version of yourself if you're a nexus being. Mm. Because you're both like you. There's two. It's like a weird, I guess, like dimension rule. Mm-hmm. So the only way you could ever communicate to another version of yourself would be to do that astral projection stuff. Did Wanda die in the blip? In the blimp? Blip? blip? She, she did. Okay. So there, she, got, she got blipped away. She got blipped away. And we know from Infinity War that Doctor Strange looked through millions of possibilities of how the, the scenario would end up where they could win. And there was only one out of like millions, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she probably is in another universe where her that her version of herself in that universe died, and she just kind of hopped over because her house she's like out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's very I don't know what what nation, <laughs> where in the world it looks beautiful. I know, I know, I know. It, but all of it, so it also makes me think. Okay, so Sylvie also is create fabricating these realities. So in episode two, she takes Sasha Lane, who is a Minuteman, 
uh, or CB20 is her name, um, hostage and is probing her mind for information on how to get to the timekeepers. And she's creating these realities from Sasha's memories, which ultimately tells us that the people who also, oh gosh, there's so much, so many things. Because <laughs> apparently like Sasha, I don't even know where they are in time. So that's the first thing. The TVA exists outside of time. We don't know how much time has passed in the true. timelines that Loki has been taken pulled has been pulled out of. Sasha he, Lane, he left from t- 2012. Exactly. And Sasha Lane apparently lived on Earth 500 years ago and liked margaritas. And I'm like, that sounds like 2000, like a 2000 from like 1975 onward. Or well, he, well, the thing is, right? Because so it could either be they're five hundred years forward, mm-hmm. or you know, if they just exist outside of time, she's been working at the TVA for five hundred years. Yeah, it's 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 so interesting, but we find out like all of the people who are variants, and so basically, I guess what it means to be reset is that you are reset to become an employee at the TVA. Which is wild to me, which is also kind of like why Owen Wilson, like in the second episode, he has like a picture of a jet ski or something at his desk. <laughs> and Loki's like, why do you have a jet ski? Have you ever written on one? He was like, no, I haven't. He was just like, it's just like the perfect, the perfect machine. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what the, is one, the one piece of the 90s that was pure. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what is this nostalgia? If you've never, if you have always lived in the TVA, always lived in this, I guess, quantum realm. I used to word quantum and don't really know what it means sometimes. It just feels right. Um, (laughs) 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 uh, If you live in this realm, you know, how do you know what, I mean, they know because they have to deal with timelines all the time, but like, it's, I don't know. I don't know. But my biggest theory for because so we are three episodes in and when this episode of our podcast airs the fourth episode will be premiering on wednesday um and so what are you what do you think is going to happen because the way the episode three left off sylvia it's like a sylvia and loki get to know each other episode but they're trapped on this planet called lamentus one or it's a, actually i think it's a moon yeah and it's, it's a oh it's a, a planet the moon's breaking up over it and yes. falling into it yes um and so you have people trying to escape and sylvie's like no this apocalypse like this one no one escapes and you and you know and fighting each other and like they ended up here because look you just pressed the button on her on her temp pad and they went to lamentus one but they're trying to find their way off of the planet they got the way find, it, uh, some sort of power source because the little the little uh, temp time pad. jumper is out of Duracell batteries. Yeah, and then it breaks because he landed on. They got thrown off a train, and he lands. He lands, which is like, why do y'all have such delicate technology? True, like we could <laughs> put this in like an otter box case or something. Something, like why is this so fragile? But that's, you know, whatever. It, it adds to the plot, I guess. <laughs> so, But the way it ends, it's like, you know, they were trying to get on the Ark, which is the ship that was created by the people of Lamentis. 
um, to escape. And they were only, first of all, they were only letting the people who had money, like wealthy people escape. All the poor people were going to have to like stay on the, stay on the planet and die basically, which honestly, if some stuff like that happened in on earth, I mean, I mean, Jeff Bezos going to space. He didn't tell us why yet. He just wants to go. He's rich. He don't got nothing else to do with his time and money. Other I feel than like he like, knows something. I mean, he might. There's a possibility. I mean, they keep talking about aliens. I never saw. Did you ever see the the report they were supposed to release on on uh, UFOs in June? I saw like small of of pilots, like a uh, test pilots who were like, "Yeah, we saw some stuff every day." My my favorite thing about all of the alien, like the UFO stuff, is like. So, so I'm I'm looking for it because I, I screenshot it up. Let me see if I could find it. Um, someone was like, "I love how we have all of these like videos of alien technology." Oh, they're like, "Love how it's 2021 and we are still seeing footage shot off of no off of a Nokia for like all of the UFO footage." It's like you can't even. What is that? Like it could be anything. And, like, honestly, I think when I was talking to you and Hawa, like, a couple of weeks ago, I feel like, I do feel like aliens are real. I feel like they do not look like us. I don't think they're humanoids. I think they're more like parasites or, like, fungus, something that Mm -hmm. is not, that's alive, but we, because we don't perceive things that don't look like us as alive in some way, um, that we don't really like, we don't detect them. That we don't really know. Um, they could also be in some other dimensional space. I don't know. I'm about to get into some weird, creepy shit. But <laughs> <laughs> the UFO sightings, I honestly think that's another country messing with us. Like I fullheartedly believe that because mm. the U.S. is such a cocky country in that we think no one else can do anything that we can do, or they can't. It's, they can't have saucer shaped. I mean, wouldn't that be the biggest like? Russian scandal is like, okay, all our aircrafts, we're going to make them look like flying saucers to just mess with Americans because they really believe this. They read, they read all the stuff we put on the internet. They like oh, all of, that's the thing with social media. They can get a general consensus of our thought process as a society. And they know we are fascinated by like all, like, so, like all of this stuff. So if I was a country and I didn't like America. I would, I would, I would make my, I would make my weapons shaped like flying saucers because, why not? Why, you know they got, why uh, not? That green Goblin technology. What do you mean? You seen that when people, uh, the like, uh, the 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 thing that Green Goblin rides around where it's flying in the air, and he stands on. Oh, it. that little jet, that little jet thingy that looks like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, apparently there was one where it was like, uh, it wasn't attached to nothing, right? There was, wasn't there someone he was like hovering over, like, and he was in France, he was like yeah, hovering over the city, France. I was like, what the hell? So that's that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Like, I was like, people have made a lot of technological advances that we as American citizens don't know about, like, just the general population that we don't know about. Right. Because we're distracted by the breads and circuses of U.S., which is like what reality TV um, people are falling a little bit out of politics, maybe a little bit. They're not as invested as they were when Trump was in office because yeah. um, Joe Biden, he 
God bless. Uh, <laughs> you know, he. we need to keep an eye on him too. Not even though like people are like, oh, he's so much more eloquent, blah, blah, blah. He's back that, on his crime stuff. It's weird. Is, you know what? That's the thing. Also in Houston, right? The, they keep talking about the crime in Houston and how it's going up. Crime never really went down. I think it's still the same. But the news outlets are really highlighting all these really gratuitous, like these really grotesque things or like acts of senseless, senseless violence, which mm-hmm. they happen a lot in Houston. It's a big um, city. It's a big city, right? And not everybody had, we know like people commit crimes because it's first of all, like if those murders, a lot of murders are by people you know. In the sense that if you are more, you're more likely to be killed by someone you know than a stranger. So we have those, right? Like a lot of domestic violence, except all of those kinds of things that happen that pop up on the news. Kids go missing. Mm-hmm. Um, p- the parents are on drugs and, they, and the kid like falls in the bathtub and drowns and or something, whatever. I don't know, right? We have a lot of those kinds of cases, but they're really trying to highlight... Um, specific ones and i'm always interested as why certain cases get more attention than than others um also because we have a new police chief so i'm also curious like Mm. do they are in if are they reporting that crime is really high so it makes it look like he's doing something if it goes down like i don't know it can also be justification for higher budgets that too because during 2020 I listened in on people calling city council. I don't technically live in Houston, so I don't know if I have any sway in in those kinds of things. I'm not, I live in the, uh, a suburb that has its own city council and whatever, which I don't even know how to access this. That sounds really horrible, but I don't. <laughs> um, but I listened in on people calling into city council and asking them to not increase the police budget because of, and this was during the summer. So during the uprisings, um, of after George Floyd's death, I was there were numerous people who called in, like lots of people, and the city council people were so annoyed. <laughs> Their faces, they were so annoyed by these people calling in because they were just wanted to go pass their bills without any kind of interruption, right? But people were calling in and saying, please do not do this. Some people wanted police reform, some people wanted ab- police abolition. Um you know, they were stating all these different things, but of course in Houston, they passed the budget anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the police have more money than a lot of the social services. Um, But all that to say, I don't, and I forgot how we got here. (laughs) Like (laughs) you really. Off of uh, the sort of inequality on Lamentis. We created, Um, yes, inequality But to be honest, there's, it's similar to, you know, we're thinking about that third episode. There's all this, you know, looking at the TVA and and sort Mm -hmm. of seeing this new, seeing Sylvie as as potentially a more sympathetic character Mm -hmm. than an evil one. We, We see the TVA clearly has people in it that, you know, don't either don't know what they're actually there for. Um, like there's a reform for that system that could happen, but it's more uh, more sinister than we mm-hmm. first uh, believe. Or well, mm-hmm. I guess depending on how 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 wary of that you were in the beginning. Yeah, I think you know maybe there's just there's certain just certain. I think we're used to the crooked cop 
kind of thing. Like we're, yeah. I think we're used to because we've talked about this on the on the show at length about like police procedurals and how uh, we might actually should do an episode on police procedurals. Oh, I'd love to. Um, because that has been like the most popular genre of American television for the past 20, 25 years. Um, maybe even 30 years with shows like Cops. I feel like Cops was like a really, because it's supposed to be real, like a ride along kind of thing. And you can mm-hmm. see these people, um, but then also the police dramas and all of that. So we're used to, you know, in the 80s and 90s, it was more like the police are the good guys. And then I think in the 2000s, it became like the police are human beings like us. They make mistakes yeah. kind of things. We saw that with like law and all of the variations of law and order. <laughs> SVU. And how, yes. Uh, NCIS, all these like, the, and they're, it's, it's hard because like they, a lot of times you know, they're either well-written or they're like popcorn and you can just mm-hmm. eat them. It's still copaganda. It's just entertaining. Copaganda. <laughs> it's just copaganda. Because some of those shows yeah. are just really fun. I know. I can. I mean, SVU is not fun, but it's fun because <laughs> it's like I can they're, just put they're on. Engaging, I guess I should. They're say. engaging. I can just put on an SVU marathon and be fine. And like you know, it's something you just have on in the background as you're like, as I'm like framing my work or like mm-hmm. doing house chores and things because they're all kind of the same right and my my mom when i first started doing like started watching svu marathons i was so hyper vigilant because and i was telling my mom and she was like that's because you she's like you need to watch criminal intent she's like because svu is always some dead woman on there like you need to <laughs> she's like you need to watch criminal intent because it's, it's like you feel a little bit more of a detachment at least for me as a woman i felt you would feel a little bit more detachment versus like SVU is always like some this young thirty-five-year-old woman was found. Yes, yes, in her apartment, dead or like in or this girl was sexually assaulted. This child was sexually assaulted, or is mal- like it's a lot. That's um, what I felt watching. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Criminal Minds. Mm. I had to stop. Um. Because I was just thinking, like, damn, every, every time I get on the bus, I was like, he looks he looks like he's going to do something. You do be, you look at people crazy after when you watch those marathons. You really do. Hearing, getting the statistics um, presented in an unreal uh, is too long to be missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being like... <laughs> Make make sure you text me when you get home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll take you three hours to get home. Did you stop somewhere? <laughs> but no, but yeah, I the the inequality, I guess going back to the, the show, um the TVA, I think, you know, it fits within that realm of, of police procedural. And we the second episode being a buddy cop thing, as we, we both said. Like it fits within that, but I'm curious to see where it's gonna go, because um, I I speculate. So I guess to kind of wrap things up, I kind I speculate that episode three didn't really happen, and that it is all that because there's a point. So they drop in in the beginning. They drop into Lamentis one, and they're fighting each other, and then they kind of calm down, and then like Sylvie puts her hands on Loki's temples. 
as if to try and kind of like possess him or probe his mind. And I say that because in the beginning of the the intro scene is her probing Sasha Lane's mind. Um, and it's creating this elaborate kind of like setup where they're at happy hour, which also I'm like, what year are they in happy hour? Because the view is wonderful. Like where are they? <laughs> I have to look at it again. Cause I'm like, where on earth is this? And I, and I'm, you know, I know it's Earth because they're drinking margaritas. I don't think they have margaritas on Mars um, or whatever other planet. I'm sure it'd be something else that's not familiar. Um, but the view was very interesting. I'm like, this is this isn't like 2012. It's not 2021 either. This is somewhere else or like some a, other time. It's modern to whatever. Um, yeah, because it was it was like a really nice view, and the restaurant was really nice. And the way they were talking about it was if it was such such a casual place. And I'm like, it was, it was Chili's. <laughs> like it was the Chili's. It was a Chili's in Reno in 2008. <laughs> Obama had just won. Oh my gosh! But we see, you know, we see that Sylvie is probing. Is, is she's in this fantasy with? Sasha Lane trying to get information. And I honestly feel like that little small chunk informs the rest of the episode. And that Lamentus One, yes, maybe they dropped into Lamentus One, but that Sylvie is controlling this narrative of them needing to get off the off the planet and um they're missing the ship. Because at the end, when they missed the ship gets hit by a piece of moon rock and destroyed. So all hope is lost. Sophie just walks away. <laughs> she just walks away at the end like, <sighs> okay. And so it just, I don't know. I i feel like it didn't really happen and that she's controlling it. And she even says that, you know, with the mind controlling thing um, or the influence, like she can, she can just, she just has to make physical contact with someone and grab hold of their mind and with stronger minds you know she's there but they're also there so and i and i get this i just feel like that's what was happening because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're saying it was it's trickier with a stronger mind because mm-hmm. she can't she can't be as a she was real direct with uh <laughs> with um i can't remember her character's name the 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 minute men like Oh, Sasha Lane. Yeah. She was asking, oh, where, are the where are the timekeepers? And she was like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know. This margarita's good. Why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> but with Loki, she, she has like, to like hold his hand, most likely, if, if that's the case of what's actually happening. Yeah. And I also think she's trying to see, like, can I trust this Loki? Because that becomes trust, trust becomes a thing at the end where they're like, do we trust each other? And Loki's like, we do, we, we, we trust each other and you can trust me. Um, and I, I personally feel like I can, I feel like we can trust Sylvie. I just feel like we can't trust Loki to be, to be honest. He's too like, little. He's too little. <laughs> he's too little. He's too little. He's too young. I feel like Sylvie just like, she. I don't know, cause they she falls. I'm thinking about when she falls over the train, and then she wakes up, and he's like drunk and singing with people on the train, attracting <laughs> att- attracting attention to themselves. And he's like, "I'm hedonistic," 
And she was like, I'm hedonistic too, but not in the sake of the mission. <laughs> not for the sake of the mission. He's still, I think the fact that he, he hasn't had enough time to to decompress from learning about his uh, supposed fate. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just, he's, he got a lot going on. Yeah, he does. Because he finds out that his mom died at because he, kind of because he pointed the invaders in the direction of her room, thinking that they would go kill his brother instead, but they end up killing his mom. And then he finds out that he dies. Um, at the hands of Thanos, the man uh-huh. who he had just received help from before. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like you should kind of know. Like, Thanos ain't somebody you can... I don't know. Thanos gives me, like, Suge Knight energy. Like, I... He'll... He'll get you out of some... Con- he'll get you out of stuff. But don't cross him. Like, I th- I think about all their, those, like... Um, when they always have those, like, ton of documentaries on Death Row. Or the making of Death Row records. And, like... I can't remember who was who was it that wanted to get out of a contract with somebody else. I think it was like Dre who wanted out of a contract, and Suge and like some guys showed up at this white man's apartment and hung him over the balcony by his ankles and made him sign 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 him out of the contract. So it's like he signed it under duress, and it's like, oh, okay. That also gives me that energy a little bit, but maybe a little bit more calm about it. You said more calm about it. Yeah. A whole half the universe. He was just like, and now I can go rest. I'm going to go sit down. Let me lay down. I've done my job. It's like, did nobody ask you to do all that? He's like, we're better off. Aren't we? It makes me, uh, for some reason, I feel like I, and I haven't seen this. I would love to see it if if someone hadn't made this little edit yet. Because you you've seen Friday, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how you get fired on your day off? <laughs> how you get snapped on your day off? <laughs> how you get snapped away on your day off? I feel like Thanos. They could do it to the that TikTok sound now that they're using with the cooling with cooling against summer madness. Where it's like I'm gonna have to call you back. <laughs> Oh Lord! And then you just get snapped away. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But you. So what are? It's pretty. Oh, yeah. I, uh, the more I, more I, I think about it, I think that's pretty realistic. Um, it'd be okay. a good Marvel's pretty direct. I feel like with a lot of their reveals, but I think they they do enjoy tricking people every now and then. Mm-hmm. And that would be a very to. Miss, miss, um, mm-hmm. was that it didn't actually happen, but I mean, I've heard, I've heard, and I think another reason that supports your your um, your idea, all the interviews I've seen with Tom Hilston, he says he's most excited for episode four and five, huh? So I feel like that must mean there's twist hidden in four and five. I love a, I love a twist. I love, I love like storytelling that is non-linear that is um i don't know that doesn't follow like this happens and then this happens and then this happens the end 
Um, so I'm, I'm excited to watch it on Wednesday. I'll probably watch it when I wake up Wednesday morning. Um, oh yeah. But what are your your thoughts on how the season's going to progress? Do you think? What are your? I guess your predictions. I think that there is going to be two confirmed already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that definitely changes some of my thoughts. Uh, but I think Mobius and Mobius, I think uh, he is going to ascend up the ladder into the TVA, perhaps to reform at the very least to make it a little less uh, skeevy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ravana Rensselaer is going to like pop off and find out some true stuff about the timekeepers if she is in the dark or if she's not she's gonna reveal it to us you don't think she's um, evil i don't it's not that i know that she's evil i think that she is a, a true bureau uh bureaucratic um <laughs> like a, a a dog to the system and i oh. think she's about to bite the hand that feeds her potentially if it's messed up enough um I don't know if I know there's all these fan theories about uh Kane of Conqueror being one of the timekeepers. I don't think that's gonna happen. Really? Okay. Because every depiction we see of them, they do all I mean the the one face we see that doesn't look as lizard like. Mm-hmm. There's been other things we've seen, like the statues, it has scaly skin, so I don't think he's one of them. Um but I could totally as an, like another analyst there physically mm. or uh in the hit i mean in the history of the tva he does work he's worked before with the timekeepers mm-hmm. like a really mm-hmm. but then there's all these other versions of him that like also work against them it it's just so there's so much that could happen but i think the two things in my little voting pool um ravana defects and mobius becomes a judge or something hmm and loki i don't know he gets like a new knife or something (laughs) i could see him working for the tva because he can't go back to his timeline you you know what might happen though because i don't know when season two would come out but we got uh we got a spider-man movie we got a doctor strange movie and a thor movie Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and and then the Lost movie. I don't know. They're all. It's like twenty twenty three. I think the years that all that stuff's coming out. However long it would take to film the next Loki, I could see one of these movies having him pop up for a hot second, especially the Thor one, and then him going back into his seasons for season two. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, just like he gets his character development from this, comes back, is a gets to you know tag team with so and so or who who's a what's it, um, and then goes back. Kind of like how Gamora has now been reset. Like Gamora uh, died in 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 Infinity War, but exactly got pulled from another time period to being in 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 game um so i mean who's to say what happens i know i could see because he's a shapeshifter i could see him using that ability to help the help um manipulate the flow of time like 
kind of like how in um you remember in the good place when they all got sent back to earth <laughs> yes and michael would just kind of periodically show up and there's with around them kind of like maneuvering them to like get to meet each other because they all went back to like you know Eleanor went to Arizona. Chidi was like in Australia or something. Jason mm-hmm. was in um, Jacksonville, but they all kind of end up in Australia because, like, Michael just had as a like just kind of comes up to them and like says the right thing to them to make them get there. He doesn't mm. tell them to go, but like you know, kind of manipulate. See, yeah, I could see, I could see. Loki doing that, especially because if you were a true god of mischief, a true is is a shapeshifter, and shapeshifters kind of do help manipulate. Um, they kind of do help manipulate um, your choices. Um, so I can see him doing like it's, it makes sense to me. I may not have explained it the best way, but I, it makes sense to me him using his abilities. This, but this is also like a more morally evolved loki who would do this um would she maybe maybe he'll become become that because i mean even this the growth he had between the 2012 which we're getting him starting off from now and like Mm -hmm. the what the beginning of endgame when he like dies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's more mature but it's like he's done some bad stuff still like he's a better brother but he's not a better person <laughs> right and right. i think this could make him a better person yeah i agree something we forgot to mention that was wasn't it wasn't a big jaw-dropping thing we all kind of knew it but that got mentioned also because it's pride month is that loki is queer um true, 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 or, true, true. or he came out as bisexual on the show direct more directly we all kind of knew this from like ragnarok and his relationship with the grand with the grandmaster like how he just kind of like fell into favor immediately (laughs) (laughs) um whereas thor was just kind of like why do i have to be a slave (laughs) you get to sit in the sorry exactly basically you're not cute that's why um we kind of knew this already and I so after talking to you, I went back and I looked at his file, like on the. And did you see what I? What a, it said fluid for for under sex. It said fluid. And I was like, "Huh, okay." Which you know what? Shifting can be any anything. It sure can. It sure can. To be a shapeshifter is to be inherently, I think, non-binary. Um, because you can be whomever you want, really, and. I think you brought up that him choosing to be present as male is a choice. Absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's probably a choice um, that comes from just the whole, like the, the over machismo of the, the whole frost giant yeah. Odin something. Um, it's very pat- patriarchal. He understands that it is a male, like power is still linked with maleness. And so, mm-hmm. He chooses a male form, even though what we from episode three it seemed like he was very close to his mom. Oh yeah, which I didn't realize that because she apparently was the one who taught him magic. Freya, Freya, Fre- Frig, Freya, whoever. Fanta, I, fa- not Fanta. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, I mean, I guess we should kind of like maybe wrap up and we've been trying to wrap up for the past 20 minutes, but <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm excited. I'll definitely, I'll be texting you Wednesday. Okay. Uh, be like, what do you think about this? I know. I hate that they're like, I was like, Marvel, why don't they just drop all the episodes and let me binge it? <laughs> but they're like, we're not Netflix. Y'all, he's like, y'all got to learn to wait for stuff. I'm like, ugh, y'all are so 2008. It's like, <laughs> let's, let's release an episode once a week kind of thing. Mm. But I guess it kind of, it. you know what? We're on Marvel's time. They're not on our time. They're on their own time. So they do what they want, I guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> well, I guess we should thank one, our our lovely patrons on Patreon. Yes, we have new patrons. So thank you to Jerome C. Thank you to Chichi O as well as Caitlin D. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. You too can support the podcast by uh, joining our Patreon um, each each month or sometimes each week, depending on what level you join at. We share uh, comics and show notes and lots of other fun things for um, all of our listeners. And so you can find the Patreon and all of our social media at all at where I see me. It's all one word across all platforms. That's on Twitter, that's on Instagram, and that is also on Patreon. Also a big uh big thanks to um Playdate for our outro music song uh, why don't we talk about it? Find on Spotify, iTunes, mm-hmm. wherever you listen to music. And uh, they also fellow sci-fi lovers, so much much love. Um and I think I think that is it. I think that's it too. Look at us oh, under look. under two hours. Yeah, I'm about to say we went, hold up. We should start a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been Marcellus. And I'm Jamie. Stay nerdy. And stay black. <laughs>